The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. And welcome to Business is Boring. While studying an MBA and being managing director for a great New Zealand company, today's guest noticed that the kind of personal and professional development he was receiving would be super useful for everyone working in a business, especially the workers who don't always get this. Rob Walder had worked his way up to managing director of Ortex, a maiden New Zealand acoustic panel and insulation company, and wondered if he could make an apprenticeship for giving people a grounding in business, so people new to work or in a set role might be able to see how business works, how sales, marketing and finance operate and work together, and get the soft skills of how to build their career and brand, how they work best and how they might work best with others, to unlock confidence, context and growth mindsets. After a few years of testing, piloting, pivoting and development with industry and employers, they're now live and making a huge difference for the people in the programme. To talk the journey, what's next and the need, the Business Apprenticeship co-founder Rob Wilner joins us now. Tanakwe, thank you for being here. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, so tell me about your path into Ortex and um, what, what do they do and how did you come to be involved there? Uh, it's it's been an interesting journey, I think, and and I'll touch on it briefly because it'll probably have some relevance later on. But I sort of went through school wanting to join the police force. You know, it was my career uh, path that I knew I wanted to take. So everything sort of built towards that. But um, as many parents want their children, I guess, to do, especially back then, you know, you need to go to university, you need to tick that box. So um, there's a bit of pressure from my parents to do that. So um, I decided to go to Auckland University and and. Not thinking around what career prospects could be, I, I picked biology just because, you know, it was quite fun at school and, and quite enjoyed that topic. So um, I had three years of biology studying Antarctica and plants and all those wonderful things and then uh, left uh, left uni and went straight into the police college, which um, was something I really wanted to do. Three years into the police, I sort of realised maybe this career path isn't for me um, and my world sort of came tumbling down a bit, you know, that was, I hadn't really thought of anything other than being in the police, so... Um, I really need to rebuild and lucky I had an opportunity to join Villa Maria, uh, which is a great company and join them in the export team and then later managed to move into the um, account management side and into sales. And from there I joined Ortex um, after about four years at Villa Maria and I think I joined Ortex because they had uh, a Holden station wagon and an Apple iPhone. <laughs> at the time, you know, I was, I was relatively young and those things appealed. So um, I went to Ortex and, and three months in I sort of thought, what have I done? You know, this this the sales process was completely different to, to being in the wine industry where you could walk in and out with a sales order. Um, Ortex, you know, we deal in architectural specification and it takes six to 12 months to get um, to get a sale as such. So I thought I'd stick it out 12 months and um, by then I'd sort of got up and running and, and things were all making sense. So, And then a couple of years in I got the opportunity to 
move into export, the export side of things. That, biz- that side of the business was growing relatively quickly for us. We'd sort of ad hoc exported to probably 20 countries over the years, but we had some ambition to, to grow a bit more strategically into Asia and um, UK and North America. And alongside NZTE, we went through some um, IGF funding and had the ability to sort of grow into those markets over the next five years or so. The US was one in particular that I spent quite a bit of time in and um, from there moved into a, a sales and I think a sales and marketing group role and into a sales director role and then I've sort of come back now into managing director for New Zealand which is a bit more focused just on the New Zealand business and giving me the ability to move into the insulation side of the business too which is something we only do here in New Zealand. Yeah, that's such a cool story is, you know, there's often like a squiggly line to get into um, a role, hey, but then to land in what's a really great Kiwi company, uh, Ortex, um, making stuff here and, 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 and helping to build that export side and be able to grow through a number of roles um, is, is, is really cool. So what, 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 um, let, let's go back a step to the, to the, the, the police thing. Like it's incredibly hard work to be a police officer. What led you to kind of go, that's not really the spot for me? Yeah, it was a really difficult decision, you know, and I think I went into the police thinking um, I could make a difference. You know, and I remember when I think I did my training within the police, they sort of said, if you come in and thinking you make a difference, you're not going to, you know, and I didn't believe them. But <laughs> And that sounds really horrible, but, you know, I guess, I guess it is, um, at the time we were relatively short-staffed, and I think it's just, the, it's quite a negative environment, at times, because you're dealing with such, you know, you're dealing with, with all sorts of quite stressful, intense situations. And um, I was relatively young at the time, and a lot of my friends are out partying in the weekends, and, and I'm working shift work. and Cleaning up after them. Yeah, a little bit. And, and I think, look, I've still got some great friends in the police, and they've had wonderful careers. Mm. So I think it probably is a personality type, too. And Yeah, I've, I've had some um, friends go into the police, and the 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 way that a mate described like his first couple of weeks, it involved like a, a boy racer crashed into a tree and he had to go and help and like you know tag where all the bits of his spine were all over the ground from where he'd gone through the windscreen and then he went to a bunch of domestic violence uh, incidents and then he went to two two that were involved with like a woman with big mental health issues in a week and and then it was just like and he was talking to his coworkers and they were like oh well we always go back to the same houses with this stuff and he he was just like. Whoa! This is this is this is really hard, you know, really de- de- depressing and hard stuff. And I don't think I'd really understood just how hard it is on um, police in their average day day at work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it, it does take that type of person, and you know, there is there is some great opportunity to do some wonderful things in there. But yeah, it is. I think you learn a lot. You know, I really grew up quickly, and within a short space of time, you deal with a whole range of of really intense situations that I think do grow you as a person. So I certainly look back on my time in the police as a really important part of, of my life. You know, I think it did really push me forward and give me the ability to maybe deal with some other situations later in life based on having gone through that. Yeah, amazing. And Villa Maria is another fantastic company that, um, you know, is kind of unusually successful. Like, there's no reason that these companies from New Zealand would end up running and leading the world in the Sauvignon Blanc industry. Oh, look, I loved my time there, you know, in the wine industry. Certainly, I've done a biology as well, so there's a little bit of a science twist in there. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and, and Villa Maria was a wonderful company, and I think these great companies have great people, and and that's certainly the element that I really enjoyed with my time there. 
Yeah, and so tell us about what Ortex does. As we're sitting here in the studio, uh, and uh, you, we, you, you just pointed out before that the panel above us, the sound deadening um, acoustic panel, um, is one of your products. Absolutely, it's always good to walk into buildings and, yeah. and see our products. But um, we've had an interesting history. I think we're fifty-four years old now. Um, founding families came out from the UK and, and set up. They're in the textile industry, so uh, we began sort of making needled underfelt and we've done blankets and we've done all sorts over the years but now our business predominantly here in New Zealand is polyester green stuff insulation um, which goes into commercial and high-end residential and then probably the bigger part of the business and the growing part of the business is our acoustic side which um, we do a range of products that go into education so there's probably not many classrooms you'd walk into and not see our product all over the walls which is great and then more recently into sort of high-end commercial um, where we we deal with walls, ceilings, and all sorts of acoustic products that, that help with that reverberation within the, within a space. Yeah, and made in New Zealand, and then being, um, you know, bits of bits of wall material, how do you build an export business for that? As I imagine, that's the kind of stuff that's bulky, heavy, you know, like hard to send. It must add quite a lot when you come from, uh, you know, a country at the other end of, um, of, of the world. Like, yeah, how do you go about building the weighted export? Like it's still, I still have to pinch myself a little bit. Some of the buildings and projects we've been involved in around the world, you know, we put um, containers of product into schools in Egypt, and we've put um, product into the Empire State Building in, in the US, and and Google projects in Hong Kong. You know, it's it's amazing. It, it really is, and um, we've certainly focused in the high end um, niche part of the market, and product development really drives, I guess, the uniqueness of what we do. And there's a, there's a big custom element to what we do as well. So uh, you can imagine Google and Facebook head office, they, they want it to look a certain way. And um, I think where we've been successful is we've taken a, an acoustic product, which typically was something you want to hide away, and we've sort of turned it into something that's aesthetically pleasing uh, and looks really good within a space. So that's been a real turning point. What did you find about working, especially through the States, where there's quite a different company and work culture, eh? And also a different culture about people uh, working on themselves and um, building their own career and brand and telling you about where they're going and stuff. Yeah, the US, I've really enjoyed my travel up there. Um, I'm, I'm less involved now and we've got a actually a, a Kiwi who's our MD up there and, and that's been a really good, it bridges the gap, I guess, between New Zealand business culture and the US because he spent some time there, he can sort of think like they think and... Um, you know, the US is a crazy place. Every state you go into seems to be a new country almost. And um, we're very much, we've, we're still early on, even though we've been there seven, eight years now. We're still pretty early on in that journey. And it really is so huge that it's it's exciting, but also scary at the same time. And look, I was meeting, you know, vice presidents and all these titles sound so amazing on paper. And, and when you meet them, you realise they're just, you know, similar people to what we are here and in similar roles. But I think I found initially, I don't know if this is true of the US, but the pace was a bit slower you know, we were we were there trying to move pretty aggressively and quickly and um, waiting two weeks to a reply to an email was a little bit frustrating early on. But yeah, it's been great. We've, we've found some wonderful partners there and the opportunity there is huge. So, And in your roles at Ortex over the years as well, tell us about the kind of way that you grew your career and went and did an MBA. Yeah, look, I've been lucky that the owner, the CEO, Mark Robinson, you know, he, he, I think, believed in me early on, which was great. You know, all you need is one person sometimes to believe in you. And, and he kept putting opportunity in front of me, which was wonderful. And 
I tried to leave a few times and, and we had some great conversations which presented opportunity and one of those was the MBA which for me sort of going back to university was was interesting but I found the process really rewarding. You know, I did it part-time through Massey and I suddenly realised I was learning some business theory whilst working and, and being able to apply that learning back into the business was huge and starting to see some other businesses come in and present and being able to work on those businesses and sort of get a uh, behind-the-scenes look at, at at some large companies. I think we did Main Freight and Lewis Road Creamery and awesome companies to look at and, and start to apply some business theory to those and explore that. I found it really rewarding. And what did you uncover in that process uh, in terms of what ended up becoming the business apprenticeship? Part of the MBA is you get to do a research project and a thesis, so I thought... I sort of had this re- uh, revelation, you know, this learning style was was great for me and, and I sort of thought, why doesn't this exist early on um, in my career? So I, I decided to do my thesis pro- uh, project on higher education pathways in New Zealand, you know, looking at that typical university model, does it work for all people, you know, leaving school without having experienced the workforce, trying to pick a career and trying to pick study at that point in their life, you know, is there a better way to do it? And went out and spoke to a lot of businesses and, and sort of felt there was a little bit of a change of attitude. You know, people saying it's not all about credentials now, it's all about, you know, the, the person and their future, not their past. And I think that in the tech space that was more prevalent than anywhere else. But over time, I think it's it's sort of seeping out into the rest of the industry. So looked at the apprenticeship model that exists within the trades and, and how successful that is and then looked back and said, you know, why doesn't that exist within business? And the more I looked, the more I couldn't find that. So uh, decided at that point, let's let's have a look at trying to build something that, that could fill that space. Yeah, awesome. And we'll be back in a minute to hear how Rob did build out the business apprenticeship, what's involved and how people can get involved. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. And we're back with Rob Wilner of The Business Apprenticeship. So tell us how you went from identifying this idea that, uh, you know, maybe it would be good if there was an apprenticeship style thing for business to actually proving that out and then eventually launching it. Yeah, look, it was certainly a passion project and I think it was sort of built out of the frustration I'd had with 
that path even that I followed, you know, that, that pressure to go into university. I don't regret it, but I feel there probably could have been a better way for me. And and so speaking to industry and speaking to business, it, it, it was certainly evident that others felt that way. So it was really what does a framework look like that could deliver an apprenticeship model here in New Zealand? And at the time, micro-credentials were, were a hot topic. And so I spoke to some universities who were building them at the time, and it just didn't really make sense for what we were trying to achieve. They were sort of extremely expensive to build and and I guess not that agile in terms of, I think, business, certainly business learning, it needs to have, you know, you need the ability to update it and keep it relevant. So um, we went through, you know, look, I was lucky enough to meet another couple of people that have joined the program, which is great. Um, a good friend of mine who we used to work at Villa Maria, actually, and he's gone on uh, to run his own marketing consultancy in Sydney. So him and I were talking and he had a similar interest and a similar passion. So he came on board and and then more recently, Kat and Lauren Davey, who run a sales star, which is a sales training consultancy business. They've come on board and, and that experience and um, added skill set's been fantastic. So really we wanted to look at this, that whole path you can take of going down um, that credentialed route, which is, you know, NZQA and, and sort of somewhat the university model, but we decided to stay outside of that and really try and base this program from industry. We really centred around what are the business fundamentals that, that anyone should know and we did focus initially on school leavers and, and trying to give a pathway, leave school if you're not sure around university, maybe you can enter the workforce and then pick up some business theory and, and some business learning along the way so that you can earn while you learn and, and apply that business theory straight back into the workforce. And so what does the program involve? Like what kind of stuff are people learning? How's it structured? We've structured it really to give people the fundamentals of business. So we've we've said what within a business, what should everyone know? And that's really built. Uh, the framework for the modules. So half of those are soft skills and half of those are more theory-based hard skills such as marketing, sales and finance. Um, So it's a 16-week course. There's eight modules that run uh, for two weeks each and that's some pre-work and then it moulds into a live webinar where most of the learning happens plus the ability then with some post-work to try and bed that in um, back into your workplace. And are these the kind of things like... You know, if you do a management training course, you're learning a bunch of this stuff, hey, but these are people entering the workforce, workers who aren't getting maybe this introduction to things. Absolutely. And look, a lot of those certainly senior management type courses and exec courses around management are certainly important, but not everyone's at that stage in their career. And again, it's, it's sometimes a lot more of a financial investment as well. So it gives people, no matter where you are within a business, the ability to jump on and, and start to learn you know, start to learn what this content looks like. Yeah, and what does the content look like in there? Um, we have, each facilitator brings their own pre-work, but we've, we're have using some of your content, Simon, which is great, which is Businesses Boring Podcast, and it gives it gives students the ability to look at some other businesses that are, that are doing great things, and it, it gives them confidence that it can be done, and it also gives you a bit of a behind-the-scenes look at um, the journey of these businesses and, and the path that they've taken. So uh, we encourage them to listen to certain episodes, but hopefully they go on to listen to them all. There's some great content in there. (laughs) That's so cool. And then by getting that picture of like, you know, how a business works, how things like sales, marketing, finance work independently and together, and also that soft skill stuff. So tell me a little bit about that. So that's what, like um, how people work or how they should interrelate or how to build their own brand kind of stuff. Yeah, we do just that. There's a module around personal brand and LinkedIn, which is a good, I guess, introduction for people to understand you know, how they can build their own career. 
um, outside of the workplace. And then also mental fitness, which is so important now post-COVID more than ever, but gives them the ability to understand other people and, and how to deal with some quite stressful situations that you can end up in within the workplace. And we also run disc profiling, which gives people an insight into their own personality and and what traits they tend to exhibit, and, and it gives them the ability to understand other people they work with as well. Yeah, like, I think everyone needs that. <laughs> <laughs> it was super useful for me. And some great companies, like you know, um, Netflix, uh, was very famous for um, giving every single employee who worked there like a card that had their attributes, so other people before you worked with someone for the first time could access that, that and go, oh well, they like to work in this way. This is how they like to synthesize information. This is their personality profile. And so you'd know how to interact with people, kind of like a big Dungeons and Dragons deck or something, you know. And that that, that kind of thing can be really powerful as opposed to just kind of going, hey, work it out, and everyone's the same. Absolutely, and we encourage uh, students to put that within their CV, you know, a little segment around their personality type. Because for an employer, again, it gives them a window into what sort of person they're potentially employing. Yeah, like, like what kind of people? So is this kind of for, you, you know, re- recent graduates or people out of school, people have come into companies and, I don't know, maybe you're doing a role that's very similar all the time and you go, I'd like to I'd like to get up the ladder, it looks better up the ladder. And, you, you know, you, you, what, what are the skills people kind of are missing or what are the soft skills and the hard skills that they need to have? Yeah, it's interesting. Part of the research back in my thesis project identified three groups really that weren't served well by the current university model, and that was Māori and Pacifica um, in general, and, and those with learning difficulties. So my stepson's dyslexic, and he struggled through school. You know, he's never going to go to university, but you meet a lot of great dyslexics that have gone out into the workforce, built wonderful companies. So it was what is a pathway for those types of people look like. And the third were those sort of like myself that had no idea really what they want to do, and, and it's a great chance to experience work first. So that's certainly where we started, but as we've gone through with the program, we've put um, some people through in their 50s and, and they found some real value. So we, we pivoted away a little bit from that younger, more junior workforce into sort of anyone really that is working, has worked within a role for a period of time and feels like they're ready for a change or they might want to move industry. And a little bit of business fundamentals can give them that ability and that confidence to take that next step. Yeah, what, what are the business fundamentals? And what, what are those kind of like, yeah, like, especially I think that it's so interesting because soft skills are so rarely taught and it's really, unless you've got a manager who who's able to, you know, have hard conversations and, and, and get people to get to, to, to the point of being able to like want to work on themselves with some of that stuff. It's really, it's really hard to, um, to bring the, the conversation up out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely, and that's certainly how we structured the program. Probably 50% of it is soft skills, and 50% of it's more hard skills theory. So the idea is, look, you're not going to be an expert in any of these subjects by the end of it. If you can have a conversation with your CFO or your marketing manager or your sales manager um, around that discipline, then then that's a win for us. Uh, The soft skills, there's a module around personal brand and LinkedIn. So again, how to use LinkedIn to basically develop your career and interact and gain connections with people. Uh, also mental fitness, you know, it's a huge part of the workplace, even more so now post-COVID. So how do you operate within the workplace with certainly young people when they enter the workforce, you're used to hanging out with your friends and, and your family, and then you're entering the workforce for the first time. You're dealing with all sorts of people from different backgrounds and different age groups and brackets. So that can present some quite stressful situations. So that mental fitness modules, how to really um, pick up some tools in your toolbox to be able to deal with that. And then we jump into leadership and people. 
which is really trying to give people a, an introduction to how the mind works, um, how to how to grow into a leadership role at some point. You know, a lot of people can be great at their job and they move into a manager role and then really miss that ability to to get things done themselves, you know, and let other people do it. So there's an introduction to that, and we look at uh, your personality profile too. We do um, disc profile, which is gives people an understanding of how they react in certain situations and then also can start to read other people um, that they work with and, and then see how their style reacts to their style and, and go from there. Yeah, and that kind of stuff can be super helpful at all ages, hey, especially if you've been in uh, another industry or another kind of life path uh, to come in and, um, and, and and pick up those skills. So what kind of businesses or what kind of um, companies are getting involved? Small to medium-sized businesses, I think, have the desire to put a learning and development pathway in place, but don't necessarily have the resources and the resources to do it. So the idea is this can drop into a, a business and provide that pathway for multiple staff. So that's what we're seeing actually play out as we're, we're seeing we've got Hell Pizza at the moment, Toll Depot, Total Supply, some great companies that are putting two or three people through the, the course at a time. And it's great because they have their own community of learning within that business. And then they join our business community, which we run. Uh, through LinkedIn, and it gives them the ability to stay within a community post the course as well. Yeah, and there's some great, great uh, programs set up for people at the top end of things, like the Ice House's owner management pro- program is fantastic. And, you know, there's a bunch of these things that are really great for developing the whole kind of toolbox of um, someone's skills, but not for people who are, <laughs> aren't already on the fast track or already on the leadership path and stuff. Um, what kind of effects have you seen on the people going through? It's been really interesting and as I said we had someone in their 50s go through the course and I was a little bit nervous about that but the feedback was he really enjoyed the program and also really enjoyed interacting with some younger people as well, you know that mixed group that went through it really interacted well and and got a lot out of it. You're right there's a lot of top end investment in the exec team and and senior managers to grow but it's often that layer down I think if, if you can spend some time and investment growing them, you grow loyalty, you you provide a pathway for people to want to stay within a business. And it also might kickstart an interest. You know, they do the marketing module. They may realise that they have an interest in marketing can go on and do more specific training around that. Um, we always say sales and marketing, there's a bit of a gap between those two disciplines. So if you've got marketing people going through a sales module and sales going through marketing, they start to be able to understand a little bit around what each do. And the whole idea is that you make the boat go faster. Yeah, and from like getting an actual view, like lots of great companies as well, like, um, you know, Fonterra and, and Toyota jump to mind immediately as people who have um, kind of graduate internship programs that take people and actually drop them in different divisions of the business for little stints so that they can get that holistic view of how a, a full business operates um, in order to work better in their individual roles and then, you know, be better leaders in the future. It is a really useful thing, hey, to have like almost like a little finishing school or something um, as you hit the workforce. Yeah, I mean, I even see it at Ortex. You know, we get people that are very good at looking within their own team and department, but to actually look across into another department and understand how they all fit together, that's really where I think the magic happens, and that's really what we're pushing within this program to give people the ability to see the bigger picture. You know, what is what is it around a business that everyone needs to know, and then how do we how do we roll that out? And how do you deliver this program? We've really wanted it to come from industry, so it's it's not really business as I see it or, or any of the other 
creators of the course. So we bring in facilitators and run the live webinar really is where most of the learning happens. We've tried to balance it with the fact that people have busy lives and they need to work as well. So it's not hugely arduous and that there's a little bit of pre-work, a couple of hours a week leading up to the live webinar. The live webinar takes place and then there's some post-learning that, that for the next week students go away and try and apply that back into the business. So it's it's quite focused and in around each module's a two-week process and, and the whole course is eight weeks, uh, sorry, eight modules over 16 weeks. And you get the teams working together, you know, like a lot of the kind of MBA and a lot of these um, growth programs, it's as much about the network and um, sharing and being on that kind of journey together, hey? Yeah, and, and LinkedIn's really where we um, encourage our, our members to interact. So we've got a, a private business community that they're all a part of. And it's amazing how many are scared of LinkedIn or haven't set up LinkedIn. And, and look, LinkedIn's not everything, but in terms of business, it's a great way to to uh, introduce yourself to people and make connections. And so that part of it's been really interesting. We do that module early on so that everyone is set up with a profile that, that actually works for them. And then they're part of this community, which we hope will keep growing and growing. And um, people have the opportunity to post back in, you know, for advice and support and all those things. I love it. And it kind of reminds me of that great, you know, um, line uh, ascribed to Richard Branson about, you know, what if what if I train my staff and they leave? And it's like, what if you don't train them and they stay? Like, is this for employers to, you know, send people on that they want to grow? Or is it for people to kind of pay for themselves to try and get themselves up the ladder? What's the, what's the kind of key place? I think we designed it for both. But it's been interesting to see certainly more businesses that are saying, you know, this is great. I, I want to invest in my people, but I wasn't sure how to do it. You know, it's easy to spend a lot to bring in, you know, very specific topics within a business that might not apply to everyone. So um, that's really where we've seen businesses putting multiple staff through, and we've certainly tried to um, keep the cost structure that way, that it's approachable for, for small to medium-sized businesses to put multiple people through. Yeah, like, what, 800-odd bucks for um, a 16-week course that gives people a grounding on all of business. I mean, co- a single paper at uni at the moment is about 800 bucks, I think. Yeah, that's right. And look, we're not motivated around sort of bums on seats and trying to push X amount of people through to make it all work. And it's it's a passion project for, for all of us that are involved. We've all got day jobs outside of this. So it's really how do we build a meaningful program and really try and make a bit of a difference for, for some of the people that come through. Yeah, awesome. And what are your plans? Like, where would you like to see it go? Oh, it's interesting. Look, it's been... Each phase has been sort of the, that's the goal to get through that next phase. And we ran a pilot program last year across New Zealand and Australia, which was really the go, no go point. You know, is this something that can actually land and is the framework right? And from there, we learned a lot and we were able to, you know, tweak things and change things slightly. And now we're pushing people through the full course, which so far has been really, really rewarding and seems to be going really well. So I guess it's how do we scale that? Um, there's four of us doing this part time at the moment, but. You know, the facilitators and, and those that we have involved um, are committed to it and, and they, all see re- they all see value in it, which is great. So I think it's how do we scale that from here uh, and and keep working with some great New Zealand businesses. Uh, like, would you like to see it as like the the thing that everyone does in their first kind of two years in the workforce? Or Look, that'd be great. I think it's, I think for us, it's continuing to work with great New Zealand businesses and just see how we can implement it and work alongside them. You know, it's a great way to drop a learning and development pathway into your business. And hopefully it inspires some people that maybe haven't done some training for a while or a bit, a bit, little bit nervous about maybe going to university or doing those things. It gives them the chance to um, have a go at something. It's not a huge investment financially or, or 
with their time. So I'd love to see business really get behind it and, and prove that the model works. I think that would be a great success. Yeah, great way to kind of discover and spark and foster growth mindset in people too. I think so. And, and we've had, you know, it's, it's really interesting the people that do come through the course, it is such a range of people, you know, those towards the end of their career and those that are just beginning. And a lot of them, even the soft skills component, they're sort of saying, wow, this is really interesting. It's not sort of theory. I'm not having to read textbooks. I'm not having to do all of this. You know, this is stuff that I can apply to my family life, to my workplace. So that side of it's been really interesting, and I'm I'm sort of glad we went in with that soft skills component too, because as you say, it's it is sometimes missed within some of that other corporate training that you get. Yeah, and you know, for bigger corporate roles, you know, they're definitely doing some of that psych- psychometric or psychological profiling or whatever. Um, but yeah, everyone, if it's useful for um, for some, it's, it's useful for everyone to understand their working style and how they interact with people and what they what they are um, strong at and what they should be open to help with. Absolutely, yeah, I think so. I mean, we all work within teams, and it's it's. How productive can you make that team? And as a manager of that team, how can you continue to grow grow that team? And, and productivity tends to follow. Yeah, love it. And, you know, you've, you've done the pilots. You've got the course going. Um, you've got your kind of like launch customers and stuff. How How's the process been? Like, you know, what would your advice be for people who, you know, have uncovered something that they think could give people real value and that connects to something that's obviously really important for you to have pushed through and made made this all happen? Yeah, it's interesting. I thought it would be easy, you know, and I guess a lot of people that start something like this probably have a similar mindset. So it's hard and and I think it's taught me, even myself, a lot about business. You know, how do you start a business? How do you grow a business? And we've pivoted many times throughout the process and um, it's been an interesting journey and and I think that passion certainly is in behind it, which makes it a whole lot easier and it's been a lot of late nights and, and weekend work, but I think bringing the other members into the group has been huge. I don't think it would have carried on without them. So we've got a really balanced skill set between us, which um, which has really got it across the line, I think, and, and hopefully we'll continue to grow it. Yeah, awesome. And how can people get involved? Uh, we At the moment, we've uh, got another intake starting in October. So um, we're looking at monthly intakes moving forward. And our website's a great place to start. And, and um, we're happy to speak to any businesses that want to get involved and walk them through that process but so far it's it's been there's been some great it's great reaction from the market I think there's been some some great businesses that have jumped on board and as we work through these full courses it'll be great to get their feedback and keep changing and keep keep molding that process and as a final thought what will success be for you and for the business apprenticeship I think it's just how do we scale from here I'd, I'd love it to gain some credibility with businesses so that um, they can look at people that have gone through that course as, as you know, having achieved something and, and, and that having some value, I think. And then also, look, it's not going to be right for everyone, but so far the people that we've worked with um, have seen some real benefit and I guess that's really rewarding to see. It'd be great to kickstart people's career journey no, no matter where they are in that journey. You know, you've been sitting in a role for, for a fair few years and want that next step. You know, this can be a great catalyst to move people forward. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming and sharing uh, the story of the business apprenticeship. Can't wait to see where you take it next. That's Rob Wilner, co-founder. Kia ora. Thank you, Simon. 
So thank you to Rob Warner, to you for listening, and for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Te Butler. Do follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to rate and leave a review if you like what we do. Enohora. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Butler here, Podcast Manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.